episode. Hey everybody, welcome to the New World Pictures Podcast. I'm Ryan. With me as always is Mark. I'm here. And Erica. Hey Ryan. Hey Mark. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hi. Hey guys. Hi. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. Well, good. I'm great. Thanks for asking. How are you doing, Ryan? Good. I'm doing really good. <laughs> Erica, you doing okay? I'm doing really good. But Mark, how are you Thanks. doing? I'm not I, not bad. Not bad. I'm not happy bad. to be sitting in the same room as Look at us. In the same room together. I mean, no one can, but if you could look at us, you would see we're all in the same room <laughs> we together. Are. We're, we're doing it. And we have a very special new sub show show. Mm. Hmm. It's a special bonus episode. It's oh, not a bo- regular okay. bonus episode because we're starting a new uh, semi-regular series called Nearly New World. I like how you're not committing to it with a semi-regular, meaning this, <laughs> we could abandon well, this one at right. any time. <laughs> it's not, we're not going to abandon it. It's just that it's not going to be every single month. Oh, but as we okay. go through, if you guys have, you know, you NWPP VIPs know that we started this year off pretty strong Mm -hmm. lots of interviews lots of fun episodes um but we haven't done some fun bonus episodes where we talk about things we've been watching and other stuff well we've had down in the nwpp labs we've been coming up with some new segments for our bonus episodes to really mix things up one of the things that we we discussed a long time ago is uh, a show called nearly new world where we talk about some of the movies that new world we're going to produce. In fact, there's some movies that Roger Corman produced once he sold the company that he sold, that he made for New World Pictures that they did not. They decided not to put out. So I was like, well, we got to talk about those. We got to talk about Boxcar Bertha, which Corman, of course, produced for 20th Century Fox, not New World Pictures. Mm-hmm. But I still want to be able to talk about that. So that's what we talked about doing this. And we, we talked about it so long ago. We have never done it. We're finally getting to it. We're finally starting it. And uh, our good buddies over at the Canon Canon, they have a could have been a Canon. So I decided to use their literations and um, and go with nearly New World for this segment. And tonight we're going to be talking about Steel and Lace for our nearly New World segment. However, first we're going to talk about some movies that we have been watching, some recent favorites and some recent uh, discoveries that we've been watching. Then kind of a loose wild way oh some might call this lazy <laughs> no loose and wild loose lazy loose, loose and, and wild. wild just raw dog in this Uh-oh. conversation oh <laughs> yikes wow yeah um, an unprotected conversation folks um, mm-hmm. <laughs> don't know where to go with that all right so what are we going to talk about what are we so gonna... <laughs> let's huh? talk about a movie that i know all three of us saw and that is Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm. 2022. Mm. We all saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. You probably have too. Now, Mark, I can ask you because I will say that one thing about this, I will say right off the bat, is that Texas Chainsaw was not a movie that I was really, it's not a franchise that I'm super mm-hmm. beholden to. I didn't feel like they better not mess this one up. I didn't have that kind of sensation about this new sequel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i was almost gonna say remake but it's a sequel and so i didn't have that kind of feeling did you have that kind of feeling no i mean this could have been a remake it could have been a sequel it could have been both really doesn't matter it's been it's, such a wild franchise that yeah. it's kind of like who cares it's been rebooted what twice now yeah 
and it's and the sequels have been like, huh? Is that really a sequel or is it just another take and then on a the prequel, same story? And yeah. then yeah. yeah, so it's sort of been all over the mm-hmm. place. Just setting the table. What was the last Texas Chainsaw movie that you maybe saw? Uh, so I saw Leatherface in the theaters. So the third one. But then I saw the fourth one where it was like, uh, there was, I, I forget, I forget what the title of it was. And it was, I just remember thinking it was real bad. Texas Chainsaw one, Massacre, of, The Next Generation. That's the yeah. one I'm talking about, the prequel. That's the one yeah. with Matthew McConaughey. And, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I don't know Yeah, that's the yeah. last, that's the last one I saw. And I, I, I really didn't like it. So you did not see the Texas, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, I did not. I did you not. did not see the Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the beginning. No, I did not. Texas Chainsaw 3D. Nope. That is, I think what I, I haven't seen is Leatherface. Um, the second Leatherface, that is to say. The 27, 2017 Leatherface. No, I didn't see that. Uh, and I have not seen, I, I don't think I've seen The Next Generation. But I've, I, I'm pretty I have, sure. I've only seen the first two. Now looking at a list, I've only seen the texas chainsaw massacre and the texas chainsaw massacre too i'm very bummed that i have not seen texas chainsaw 3d which i mean (laughs) what was i thinking i really am looking at this and i'm thinking regrets you know looking back on my old looking back on the old life i think uh where what was i doing january 4th 2013 all <laughs> oh, right i was uh oh. having a newborn that's right because <laughs> i got to that's sneak right. out and see that one with dunbar our one of our previous guests dunbar so we saw that one in the theater so i know i saw that one i just did not see the follow-up of leatherface and now it settles us into texas chainsaw massacre 2022 directed by da- david blue garcia and uh, from a story by Fede Alvarez, who did the uh, uh, the Evil Dead remake and the Don't Breathe movies, which I like very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark, what do you think? Uh, when you so movies need to have characters that you like <laughs> and that you care about and that aren't total fucking shitbags. And the reality is, I realized about halfway through this movie, the only character in this movie that has real motivation that you can understand mm-hmm. is fucking Leatherface. Leatherface yeah. I know. Because yeah. everyone else is a fuck all. <laughs> and, the, sure. and when they die, yeah. you're like, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. from the very beginning, these these people are the most unlikable people mm-hmm. who have the, a, an incredibly flawed business model. You <laughs> bought a town. They had no inspection done on the town. They're going to turn it into some kind of cult or they're going to live there. But who's going to buy the food in the restaurant because there's nothing there. This is well, a they have that, that corner store is really going to get. <laughs> <laughs> this is a stupid idea. And these people are such pompous assholes yeah. from the yeah. very beginning. And you're like, I don't know who I'm rooting for. Oh wait, I uh, I know who I'm rooting for. Leatherface. Leather yeah, yeah. Leatherface is the most sympathetic person in this whole film. Yes, it was very off-putting for me. I was like, I I mean, first of all, they came in, they upset his living situation. His mom? Question mark. Doesn't matter. Does, I think she was just like a caretaker. I guess. Yeah, it was his mother, guardian. Let's just say his guardian. Figure. She'd have yeah. to be because how old is Leatherface? Because this is a direct sequel to the original. 
Leatherface has has been, and it, this is in the letterbox so synopsis, the original, by the, the original way. The original 72? 74. 74. 74, yeah. So, so he was 20? And, and the setting of it, as they talk about it in the opening, the opening segment, it's 1973. So in this movie? In this movie, they mentioned that the murders happened in 1973. The movie came out in 74. So he's like... They are setting the scene that opening like little like unknow- unsolved murders. He's easily like sixty five, at least, right? Oh, yeah. I hope so. Because it even says after <laughs> near the letterbox synopsis says after nearly fifty years of hiding. So fifty years, <sighs> Leatherface returns to terrorize a group of idealistic young friends. Mm. Idealistic, I don't. I, I, that's, I think that theory that's, is a little flawed. That's, yeah. okay. that's really dressing up what they're doing in a much nicer way. That's putting a great bow on it. Who accidentally... Also, friends? Ha- friends? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Are they friends? Uh, accidentally disrupt his carefully shielded world in a remote Texas town. I don't think they accidentally disrupt it. They absolutely they disrupt do. it. Yeah. And yeah. in fact, it's in, in a way, re- I kind of looked a little bit of the opening this morning. Uh, rewatched it and it's actually the cops should have kicked them out of that house but they didn't but the cops then are do this like kind of hillbilly thing with them at first and like you better take care of that town the town that we haven't bothered to go in and by the way tell these other residents because there's one other guy with his truck yeah and then this guy and his mom which we also haven't booted out even though we told them they needed to leave so but the, the guy with the truck is there to do the work Right to renovate. Right. Okay. The 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 mom and whatever they find out that he didn't pull the per, he doesn't have the deed for that one property out of these all these right. properties right. in this town. So they kicked him out of the house that they were supposed to still be living in. <laughs> right. They just didn't right. do. They maybe yeah. didn't do the right property inspection on all these properties before they took ownership. They were too busy trying to hire that bus for everyone to drive oh, in Jesus, on. That, we're going to come in bus. on a Tesla. You guys all take a bus. Yeah, you guys take party an bus. old diesel party bus <laughs> that obviously has the most incredible soundproofing between the front cab and the party <laughs> happening in the back because you can have a chainsaw ripping people apart yeah. in the driver's seat but people in the back can't hear it. They yep. are down to party. Yep. When you're partying that hard uh, you know... <laughs> And it's also like a Texas town. Obviously, I think they built this. They shot this in Bulgaria, so they 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 created this tiny. Looks it. They t- created this tiny Texas town. Like apparently, they did have a, a weird time with it because you can see like mountains off in the distance, and they're like, hmm. And they were like, I guess this is West Texas. They had to kind of think like, how is this Texas exactly? Mm. But um, but yeah, they they built this town, and it's like five buildings it looks like a yeah with a church town. at the end it yeah. looks like a set like the ultimate <laughs> yeah. set yeah. you're like yeah. this if you told me this was on the universal lot i'd be like yeah well that makes sense yeah i also wondered just why is this a direct sequel to the original as we said the because nothing can not be connected these days it has to either be a sequel or a remake or a it's just it's dumb there's no point there's so There's, much well, they leave, but when they so let me ask you the the woman that comes back that has been trying to seek her vengeance, right. was that was that actor from the first movie? No, 
the different actress. I mean, obviously, I didn't care enough to look it up myself, so I'm asking the question now. <laughs> the the but... original actress has passed away from the, from oh, the original. Oh, got, so it, got they... it, got it, Mark, you just have to keep track of the Texas Chainsaws that Ryan has seen. He will take care of the rest. Oh, that's what I, Exactly. That's <laughs> please, what I'm banking on. <laughs> please tabulate all the ones I've watched. No, this, so she, it is a different actress playing the original character. So she, But she is such a side note to mm-hmm. this movie yeah oh yeah that it's like i i question why do you need it you don't you, you, it because she makes like... stupid decisions you've been waiting 50 years then you're like say my name say my shoot years. the gun pull the trigger yeah. you're right there you can kill him right yeah. now nope mm-hmm. no we got to do a james bond kind of like um oh, when the clock strikes 12 then i'll pull the trigger he's she's yelling say my name what but pull the fucking trigger, wasn't kill that him. Also, though, didn't that wasn't that also like the whole thing is to me is like a pull from the new Halloween movies. But did, wasn't there also like a say my name thing in Halloween, in Halloween Halloween twenty eighteen? Uh, Mark, you want to take that I, one? I, I, I'm looking I at you because I Mark seen hasn't it. seen them. I haven't seen it. Uh, um, like the the. Uh, I mean, she was definitely recall, trying to play the Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, of the I don't Chains recall offhand if there's a there is an element the, of vengeance the, the, the and acknowledgement. In there but that there's it just feels I don't know if it's not maybe it's just because the whole thing is ringing like such a carbon copy to me that that they're that they're sort of sidestepping the other ones. But if you're going to make it something that's a direct sequel, what happened to the rest of his family? Are they all dead? Yeah, the, the, there was no a mom at some point introduced along the franchise, but not in the first two. If, if you're gonna erase the second one, why get rid of all of his family members? Why is it just him and some lady? I guess some mom-like lady. Yeah, and, and has it only been that she's just had to like put his chainsaw in the wall and keep him in a in a tiny town where there are no other people and I, that's what's yeah, kept his know. killing at bay I, 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 I can't I can't answer that it I, just feels like such an ar- it feels like an arbitrary choice but a choice that they felt like well this is how modern day sequels to famous franchises go is that what like the next Friday the 13th movie is going to be is going to be like we're just going to this is going to be a sequel to the first one mm-hmm. and it's just his mom that's dead right and now we're going to pick up with Jason again right which is mm-hmm. Friday 2, but Friday 2 doesn't exist anymore. I'm like, why? why? Um, I'm not... Uh, is this the multiverse franchi- of madness? Is that I'm what not, this is? I'm not a franchise purist, nor am I a completist, <laughs> clearly, as I have not watched all of the Texas Chainsaw Massacres. But I didn't overthink any of this. I don't care where his family was. None of that bothered me, because at the end of the day, I was watching theoretically... A 65-year-old man chop mm-hmm. terrible people up with a chainsaw. Terrible people. Terrible. And no one could stop terrible. him. No one could outrun him. No one could no. outthink him. And I'm like, wow, I feel like I could easily be outsmarted now. Terrible, stupid people. Yeah. yeah. Also, and, so Grandpa know, wanted, Grandpa what? Leatherface was just also, slaughtering everyone. It was but also terrific. He, he also not only like can is he stronger than everyone. Yeah. Um, and smarter than everyone, yep. uh, and more powerful, but also <clears throat> he is Aquaman. <laughs> I didn't know if we were going to go into favorite scenes, but thank you for mentioning that yeah. glorious, wonderful, amazing 
scene, which might be, I don't know, early prediction, the best scene in cinematic history ever made to watch a 65 year old man who has the skin of his mother over his face get sliced, theoretically die. Or did he get shot or sliced? Shot. He gets shot. Yeah. He gets twice. shot in the chest twice, falls into a deep puddle, question mark, mm-hmm. and then leaps out of that puddle yeah. like Aquaman, like a dolphin, like a beautiful, like a dolphin, beautiful dolphin, dolphin person, yep. leaps out of that water. What What did he jump off of? How did he leap out of there? Why isn't he in the Olympics for swimming and or diving? <laughs> yeah, or, it, or water polo. Jeez. Oh, yes. Be a goalie in water polo. You crush right. it. There's a couple things, too, in addition to this. Um, the the people on the bus, the fact that they, like, they're completely unable to hear anything, for one. Sure. Two, when Leatherface does show up, they're uh, incapable of running, so they just, I mean, it it is a... It is a fantastically fun scene to watch as he tears through everybody oh, on a bus. God, but yes. they are like the fact that they couldn't figure out how to go anywhere. Yeah. I mean, oh. it's one guy with one chainsaw. Yeah. Run towards him. One so old a couple of ass you are guy. gonna die. The rest also, chainsaws, they're heavy. Mm-hmm. They, it's really hard to wield them around. Mm-hmm. Most of you can get away. Knock yeah. them over, run. Yeah. They don't. Um the second <laughs> thing They don't. The second thing. If you were doing a dissertation on the sounds of old floorboards creaking and bodily fluids dropping to a floor, this movie is for you. Because <laughs> the sound design spends a lot of time on both of those noises in all their varieties. All yes. the flavors of bodily fluid dropping and creaking. Now, when one of the when one of the sisters runs mm-hmm. up the stairs like this house you can't even breathe without a floorboard creaking yeah, yeah. but when she yeah. runs up the stairs she's like on a jetpack and can just fly away <laughs> and doesn't make a single creaking yeah. sound yep. so i'm like i don't know how that works yeah um, it is a really creaky house mm-hmm. it, like an unusually the whole place is really cre- mm-hmm. creaky and creepy but creaky <laughs> in particular <laughs> they had no all the nails in the floorboards that had been taken out so yeah, they were just... right. So everything was like, oh boy, <laughs> this is re- we're gonna have to hammer all of these down. I I don't know how what age uh, the director is. It did feel though like he basically hates young people. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I just it did feel like there was, and I, I it's funny, and they had it in the preview too. But like, like they're like you know let let's like TikTok this or put this on our mm-hmm. Instagram and at live as he's chopping them up with a with a chainsaw. But there's a lot of like. The whole the fact that we're talking about the main all the main characters were just miserable people. I just yeah. felt like he was just like fucking. I hate your young people. Yeah, I and think is, I, no. But then I, he also has a character come back from the original movie who's also a dumb dumb, and you know he's like, but I also hate older people. Yeah, <laughs> like, but but and here's the other thing too. I just want to like this is just kind of more of a public notice for all of us. Uh, sitting oh. here talking, not for you listeners, uh, but maybe if I meet any of you at some convention someday because you, this podcast gets popular enough. But if a, either of you two ever have a shit pipe, dump all the shit all over you, I will not hug you until you take a shower. Mm-hmm. But in this mm-hmm. movie, the mm-hmm. sister hugs the other sister, even though she's been covered in fecal matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And nobody, they run on a bus. Nobody on the bus goes... Ooh, who smells like shit? Yeah. 
No, these are the dumbest people. Yeah. The dumbest. I did I did think it looked kind of good. It definitely looked good. It looks great. For a tre- yeah. for a Texas Chainsaw it looks Massacre great. Movie. The sound design I is like great. The, lighting the in horror it. is great. The blood is great. The gore is great. <sighs> I just feel like I thought it was fine. No complaints. I know Erica really liked it's it. It's fun. I, Oof. It I is it was fun. Fine. Oof. I thought it was fine. I oh. couldn't. I couldn't. There's a lot of like there are fun stuff in it. Mark's talking about the bus scene. Definitely the beautiful swan slash dolphin oh, scene is wonderful. Mm. Um, the you very do last, have to put the a very lot last of like, killing in it you is also to, great. For a lot yes. of the for a lot of the scenes, you have to you do have to like a lot of slashers. You just kind of have to kind of go. Well, go do this. Well, they're not going to because otherwise they wouldn't get killed, and it's a slash movie. But there there just were a lot of like I don't understand. I just don't understand sidestepping so many different movies. But also ignoring the other movie, like I don't understand that. Like, it's I, like we're we're trying to connect just to the first one, but we're also going to ignore a lot of the first one, except for one character that lived out of it. But we're also going to make her unimportant, and not like she's Jamie Lee Curtis, where she's like she's supposedly prepared for this her whole for fifty years, but also immediately fails oh yeah so, stumbles like, on mean, the two yard line and drops the ball it's like i don't what was the point of that like you could have not had any of that and it would have been just fine so when you think about that it's like well that's not necessary this could have just been a reboot frankly and didn't need to connect it just that sort of stuff is is just sort of frustrating about a franchise like i said that i'm not beholden to i don't really care but it just makes it like, but why? What what are these choices other than that? So there's a lot of fun stuff in it. There's a lot of good gore in it. And as just a generic slasher, enjoyable enough. It's fine. But I just, I, I didn't really like, I didn't get into it. Um, I, would I watch a sequel? Sure. <laughs> For me, it took all the stress out of horror because I, I love watching horror movies and scary movies because... It takes you out of, it, it, for me, I shouldn't say take you, for me, it takes me out of, like, the stress and anxiety of just everyday life. The more fantastic the scary movie, the better. But what's so, uh, what makes me so anxious watching it is having people that I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, no, 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 not, not the brother or not the little kid or not the dog. Yeah, yeah. This didn't have that, so it took out that piece. Yeah. So it was just pure bliss for me from mm-hmm. start to finish because I was like, there's nobody I care about in this movie at all. Everybody could be killed, and I'd be fine with that. And that's what it was. If you hate young people and you hate old people, Unless I think if you just hate people, is... <laughs> if you just hate people, right, you're just a nihilist. such as myself, <laughs> yeah. you're going to love this movie. Because literally, what did I say to you the night we watched it, Ryan? You were like, okay, we got a couple options. Like, what do you want to watch? And I was like, I just want to watch some people get brutally murdered. <laughs> and it lived up to my expectations true. 100%. True. Yeah. And I, had, I didn't have the, you know, oh, sure. thank God, the dog or the baby or the whatever yeah. made yeah. it. Because yeah. there was, you know, there just takes nobody. out that stress. There's no one to root for. I was, the tar- I was the target audience for this movie. <laughs> uh, let's switch gears. Uh, Eric and I also saw a movie, uh, a recent, in, in 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 theater, in a theater. We saw it in an actual theater. We saw Michael Bay's Ambulance. Hmm. 
Ambulance. Hmm. A- ambulance. 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 I'm not sure how you say it. It's one of those. Uh, okay, so quick question. This is with Jake Gyllenhaal. As, oh, I, as I we know. all know, yeah. his dad directed uh, a Certain Fury. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, you Yaya mean Certain Fury's director's son. Yeah. Yes. That's so, how I like to think yeah, of it. Yeah, that's how we like to think yeah. of it around here. Yeah. And Isa Gonzalez... Uh, Isa plays a uh, is she's uh, an ambulance. She's an EMT, and Jake and Yaya are brothers. And Jake uh, Gyllenhaal happens to be the dumbest thief on earth, and he has come w- up with half, maybe a third of a plan on how to pull off a heist, and pulls in Yaya who needs money because he is a veteran, but he's having a lot of problems with money and insurance, and his wife is sick. And they have a, a young baby, so he, he somehow gets roped in in a conversation that we don't really see. But he just uh, somehow agrees off camera. And in we go to the dumbest heist. A heist so dumb that in moving their getaway car, they end up running over one of the guys pulling the heist. Yeah. Yep, one of their own guys gets his legs crushed. So is this is this like Cannonball Run style bad heist? Honestly, I don't know. There's moments. Does of, Leatherface show up? Oh God, I wish. There are definitely moments. Yeah, this this is a movie that hates thieves. Yeah, <laughs> wants to murder thieves. They there. I there's definite moments of humor in this movie for sure. And um, in particular, let me clarify it. There's definite moments of intentional humor yes. and many moments of unintentional, unintentional humor. humor. <laughs> Garrett Dillahunt in, in general does basically he, he plays uh, like he plays a police officer mm-hmm. and he has a running commentary on the entire proceedings, which is, again, sometimes intentionally funny and other times unintentionally f- funny. Some of the things he says are just so dumb. I I couldn't believe. I just laughed out loud so much. And I have to say, the action scenes, Michael Bay does a great job of the action scenes. He utilizes a lot of drones. Action looks looks terrific a lot of the times. But I don't understand why the brother agreed to do this. He doesn't want to do this. It's just there's so many logical leaps that you have to make. And there's so many unintentionally funny things. That I had a great time with it, but looking around at other people's reactions on Twitter and otherwise, where people were like, this fucking movie rocks, it's so great. And I was like, it was really fun. I had a great time. I also laughed my ass off a lot at it, and I'm not sure that's what they wanted from me, but I couldn't help but laugh because it's just some... They run over their own guy? Yeah. Yeah. Did you the, have to look up what other people's opinions were on Twitter because there was nobody else in the theater but you guys? Actually, there was only one other person. There was in literally the one other person. Yeah, there yeah. was nobody. This movie has not done well. Yeah, and I and, and I no. Yeah. And to be fair, we inadvertently pulled her at the end because we were you laughing a lot. Her? Pulled, pulled oh, her. Yeah, I like, and as she was leaving, in the back of your we car? pulled her. We pulled her and kidnapped her. Is what pulled. we're saying. She in your pulled. garage right now? Pulled. <laughs> Pulled. P-O-L-L-E-D. Pulled. Am I saying it weird? Pulled? Yeah, you're definitely saying it. Yeah, it sounds like pulled. I need to go out to your garage. Pulled. I'm very concerned. We pulled. Huh? 
and she loved Please, it. Mark, we don't keep the people we pull in our garage. We keep them in a remote location. Come on, Mark. Fair. Does she have her face still? Yes, Leatherface wasn't in this one. Oh, sorry. Okay, so you pu- you pulled this person. Yeah, you guys say it much better. It's much more clear now. Um, <laughs> you know what? We asked her. We did a quick survey uh-huh. at the end. Yeah. There um, you go. Because I said to her, sorry, I hope we weren't bothering you because we were movie talking. We were laughing a lot. Yeah. But we were in the very front of the theater. She was in the very back. She's like, no, I no, I just loved it. I just got lost in it. I loved it. She was, and I wasn't was, that great? And I, and I, I was, was just I like, was like, yeah, it was. Again, I just, there was so many dumb moments in this movie. So many dumb moments. It, it, it really felt like, and we <laughs> have had this conversation recently, that there aren't a lot of movies these days that just come out that are just action movies. Sure. That are just yeah. nonstop action movies. Right. No, like James Bond or mission impossible. No, like identifiable character. It's not a franchise. They're just like action right. movies just for the sake of an action movie. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this was as close as we're going to get. Like this is just ambulance is the action movie we all needed and didn't know we wanted, but we all needed, but it's, it's a little dizzying, I, I'll, I will admit. I don't know if that was just the proximity we were to the screen. We were very close to the screen. And it is dizzying at times. Action is really good, but I mean, it's ridiculous. And it's too long. But that that aside, it's just... It makes looking like getting around L.A. is pretty simple. Yeah, first of all, it looks like, yes, it looks like getting around L.A. is pretty simple. It looks like getting a bunch of um, cars and, and big heavy-duty guns and machinery together quickly is easy. Anybody mm-hmm. can do it as long as you mm-hmm. have the right connections. Um, there, is a, there's a, there is a scene where a remote surgery happens with a with a vehicle going in in the back of the ambu la ants and being performed by emt mm-hmm. and all i can say is where's that hair clip yeah where is that hair clip yeah because it was used for something important yeah it's in him it's and him. anyway uh, happy news like you know it all goes great and he's able to have full-on conversations it really had like face-off vibes in that way we were like wow this is a real leap in medical (laughs) yeah there's leaps (laughs) leaps leaps. are made but yeah great fun action scenes to erica's point it is fun to watch Mm -hmm. it is i mean i would i'm not a huge michael bay guy because i just feel like there's all like the transformers movies are just impossible for me to watch i can't make heads or tails of anything that's going on and this one, as Erica's saying, it has a lot of drones going at the action from different angles. So it looks like the camera's constantly moving, but that's also like, I'm like, I can't, I just, I can't, I get, I need to see something. Let me see something so I can get my bearings. Um, it's not as bad as a lot of other Michael Bay stuff. I think it's more like, it's a little bit more contained and he's like, he's working with less money. And, but again, the story is just so ridiculous um he he organizes a, uh, a a gang full of guys to pull off a hit midway through the fact that they're in this ambulance getting chased all over the place also makes ambul- an ambulance looks like indestructible we mm. ought to you ought to buy an ambulance yeah i mean yeah. if you, I mean, if you ever and if you're in the market for a vehicle that is super fast can <laughs> can can just turn corners on a dime. Like you yeah. couldn't can believe. handle like a dream yeah fast yeah. 
like, you know, you're going fast and you can just like smoothly turn those corners, Mm -hmm. sharp corners. Like you need to buy an old ambulance because they are an incredible vehicle to to be in. And uh, and L.A. traffic's not a problem. <laughs> well, yeah. it never is. Yeah. Um, I mean, one thing L.A.'s got down is traffic. It's also very easy to drive down into the L.A. River <laughs> and drive around. Always has been, movie, always will be. That anybody can just creep on down yeah. there and just yeah. fly down the L.A. River in their yeah. ambulance. But in terms of what Eric is talking about, I do think it is one of those, it's just a fun kind of, Turn your brain off, action movie. There's lots of unintentional, hilarious moments in it that I we were just cracking up yeah. at. If you and had to choose, though, one to rewatch, what would it be? Texas Chainsaw or Ambulance? Probably Ambulance because wow, it, was, it was fun. Really? It was fun and, really? and and dumb, yeah. dumb and fun. I guess. Um, I mean, really, I'm the reverse. Okay, yeah, Ambulance. Yeah. I think was pretty dumb and pretty fun. Mark, you have also watched something that maybe we haven't. What is it? Uh, well, when Vinegar Syndrome sends you a box full of goodies, and they include Reform Schoolgirls, which we'll get to because that's a New World movie. You bet. Uh, Schizo, X-Ray. Not Hard, New World. Not Hard new Rock world. Zombies or Slaughterhouse Rock. Mm-hmm. Bet you have options. You jump to Slaughterhouse Rock. There's oh. something about that title that pulls you in. And let me just say, this is a movie that... Um, a young man is, is is having nightmares, and those nightmares are starting to manifest themselves into some sort of possession. I mean, where he's being lifted from his bed, and his bed is at one point lit on fire. But when he wakes up, you know, this is all while he's sleeping. When he wakes up, the, the fire disappears, and there's something that's pulling him to go to Alcatraz to uncover this mystery of what is going on. This, this some evil, some demon, something. So he drags his friends and he takes them to Alcatraz and he comes face to face with this voice that has been calling him that has been, you know, saying you have to come to Alcatraz and solve this evil. And that voice is Tony Basil from like, hey, Ricky, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. (laughs) And that's pretty much all you need to know about this movie. Wow. Wow. Because they go to real Alcatraz or they go to real Alcatraz. Now they shot two days in Alcatraz and the rest is all set. Sure. But there is some exteriors of Alcatraz. Okay. Nice. And Tony Basil. Wow. Wow. And, uh, you know what? Rock indeed. Wow. Uh, I'm not going to say it's good, (laughs) but I'm going to say I had, I laughed. Um, I was, I was very much entertained. I'm looking forward to watching all the bonus. I haven't got to any of the interviews and stuff yet. And uh, it's uh, I'm I'm not disappointed with this one. Now, um, is it probably the best of the bundle? I don't know. Probably not. But I think you could start in worse places. So, <laughs> so you got a good start to the most recent I did. syndrome. I which did. We're coming upon another month, so this is. I feel like I'm I'm constantly. <laughs> Trying to push that 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 rock up the hill, and it keeps falling down, down. Just keeps rolling back every time. Mm-hmm. As they send me another bundle of movies, that I'm like, when am I gonna have time to watch these? Feels like a, an avalanche of vinegar yeah. syndrome wow. Blu-rays that you're living under right now. 
Yes, but this one doesn't have the the, the you know the soothed soothed dulcimer tones of Rock Hudson <laughs> to <laughs> ease me out of to it. Just ask for an orange juice. Oh, mm. That guy loves orange juice. <laughs> Um, well, that brings us to our nearly New World selection, speaking mm. of Vinegar Syndrome, because this is another recent movie that Vinegar Syndrome has re-released, and we're talking about um, 1991's Steel and Lace. Once, she was quite beautiful. But that was another lifetime. Now, she has a new face. A new form. And revenge on her mind. Would you be willing to die for your friend? Craig is dead. Not just dead. Murdered. His luck ran out. That's all. But I know this guy. Even he couldn't keep her alive. But he recreated her. The perfect combination of android and fatal attraction. I think I know who did it. And I'm certain that there's more to come. For once in your life, walk away from something before you get hurt. If you try to go to the feds or the DA, I will kill you. If you think you can escape... See how terribly wrong you all were. You simply don't know her. Even hell has no fury bloody enough for this woman. <laughs> David Naughton of An American Werewolf in London. Bruce Davison of Longtime Companion. land steel and lace now how is steel and lace nearly new world now as we go as we mentioned up top we're going to talk about a few movies that new world were either going to make and they didn't end up making or movies that they were they should have released but they didn't or movies that were made by produced by roger corman but not released by new world etc there's going to be different ways in. On this one, I'm going to start with the, with the director, Ernest Farino. He's credited as Ernest D. Farino. He got a start at New Sneaky. World. Sneaky. Uh, yeah. A little <laughs> bit. Is there another Ernest Farino that was like, hey! <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Hey! Uh, uh, uh. I was here first. <laughs> Take it up with the guild, mister! <laughs> okay, I'll use the D. I'll use the D. In any case, he got a start at New World. He was he did a, a title sequences for several movies. We know New World's got some great title sequences. But he did... You mean text over black? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Including Tag the Assassination Game, um, Love Letters, Ooh. Godzilla 1985, Hell Comes to Frogtown, among others. And he also did some visual effects work with graphic animation and Gra Galaxy of Terror and Saturday the 14th. So he's got... You know, he started out his career in new world he would go on to do title sequences uh in the two the first two terminator movies so he clearly made good friends with james cameron during galaxy of terror he also did um he was an optical consultant on the abyss uh and he he's continuing to work uh, uh new world made the abyss no but with james cameron oh oh okay 
I wish. That would be amazing. <laughs> that was such an aggressive... No! No, they did not make the abyss! No! Don't be no! such a fucking idiot, Mark. Idiot. <laughs> he also did animation effects on John Carpenter's The Thing. So he's got, done a lot of good things. However, Steel and Lace, this is his feature film debut. He had, um, he had directed a couple episodes of Monsters, the TV show Monsters, which uh, I believe we talked to with uh, Mitchell, Mitchell Gallon mm-hmm. uh, as a producer. Um, and so, uh, so this one, he's trying to make this. But at this point, this is 1990. New World at this point is not making anything. They are done. Um, but he gets money from Freeze Entertainment. Now, if that sounds at all familiar, that's because Freeze Entertainment um, co-produced Flowers in the Attic. Hmm. Okay, and they are the ones that employed Tony Caden, from uh, who had, uh, I believe, written Out of Bounds, and he was the one who came in and wrote and directed some of the reshoots that they did that they only gave him a short period of time because they didn't want to give him a lot of money. So he's the one and then changed the ending. So that's that was Freeze Entertainment. And New World also released the 1987 romantic comedy Off the Mark on VHS in Canada, where it is titled Crazy Legs. So get ready for that one. So that was a Freeze Entertainment movie, another Freeze Entertainment movie that New World released. So now, very quickly, let's Freeze Entertainment was started by producer Charles Freeze, looks like Fries, but it's pronounced Freeze, who's born in Cincinnati. Woo! He moved to L.A. and started Woo! Charles Freeze Entertainment Productions, excuse me, which would eventually become Freeze Entertainment to create mainly like TV shows and TV movies. But they did try to uh, uh, start like the 1970s Amazing Spider-Man TV show. That was mm-hmm. one of his. Um, and so would you say he's the Chucky Freeze of movies? <laughs> Chucky, <laughs> Chucky Freeze. Charles Entertainment Freeze. <laughs> so in that in that Spider-Man series, yes. did they have a yes. Foster's Freeze as a mm. bad guy? They they if the 1970s uh, Amazing Spider-Man, which I rented on VHS many times, at least the pilot <laughs> episode, which is like movie length. Mm-hmm. They actually had no costume bad guys. It was just him taking out criminals. Huh. Okay, it was just him, you know. But was anyone named? Were they? Was anything seen shot at a Foster's Freeze? <laughs> I wish I had that kind of memory. That would be amazing. I was like, uh, yes, episode uh, six of season two. Um, but they also produced a couple other feature films. They kept trying to get more into feature films, which is what Steel and Lace is. But they had uh, they had also made 1986's Out of Bounds. Obviously, they brought in the writer for for um, Flowers in the Attic. Also, Thrashin. Mm-hmm. was another movie they made in 1986 and 1989's Troop Beverly Hills mm. was another one of those movies they were really trying to make a big splash no, those movies oh, that's a different one <laughs> that's true <laughs> uh, they're trying to they're trying to make it in features and those ones did not do well so they didn't really do so great but I feel like Troop Beverly Hills doesn't get enough credit but I'll save that for another episode <laughs> so all I'm saying is Chucky Freeze I'm a fan so Steel and Lace is part of their effort to make more feature films. And in that role is Clark Henderson. He's a former head of post-production at New World Pictures from 1981 to 1983. Perfect area for Galaxy of Terror, where he would have met Ernest Farino um, and James Cameron and everyone else. And he had moved on at this point in time to Freeze Entertainment as the head of physical production, where, where he was for from 1990 to 1991. 
And so he is the one who talks to the producers. I know Ernest brings Ernest to the producers and introduces them to make this movie. Now the producer, one of the producers is David Dakota, who also got his start at new world. And in fact, was a PA on galaxy of terror and will go on to do craft services on angel crimes of passion, tough turf, you know the crafty table had to be oh, something else ta- for crimes of passion. passion. Ooh, Ooh, baby. Ooh, mm. yeah. A lot of wieners on that craft <laughs> services table. Just all wieners and tacos. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Nothing yeah, else. That's right. So he could do his own puppetry of the penis on the side. <laughs> The guy at Crafty's really using those <laughs> wow dogs. Wow, wow, wow. Um, and then David Dakota would go on, and he would actually start direct and produce many movies for Charles Band and Full Moon, including, up until recently, 2018's Puppet Master Blitzkrieg Massacre. Oh, wow. <laughs> Still out there, David Dakota. Um, the other producer, John Scheiweiler, I hope I said that right, he had also met he's, Dakota he's during... Gonna, he's going to be pissed. If he's yeah, he's oh, coming he's for you. He's so mad. He, he met Dakota. Shy, don't play. <laughs> oh, please, God. I'm so sorry. I regret that. I regret that immediately. What I should have said was, Shy, don't play. <laughs> that really softens it. Thank you. Um, but he also, he also met Dakota during Galaxy of Terror because I, I believe he was working as Corman's assistant. So And he was a PA, PA on Crimes of Passion. And so he knew Farino and Clark Henderson. They had found this script and they brought it to Freeze Entertainment. Freeze was like, how about Dennis or uh, Ernest Farino? Not Dennis Farino. <laughs> <laughs> also, they found the script like in a bush in the canyons or something like they, they had this stumbled script. upon uh, it. No, I mean, in fact, one of the writers. And Dennis Farino delivered it to Dennis. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> Should make this movie. I'll, what all I'm hearing here is Galaxy of Terror, Crimes of Passion, Dennis Farino, <laughs> Steel and Lace. Good, we're yeah. good to go. That's the history, Got it. right? Joseph Doherty, who wrote this movie, did the first main, uh, first main draft of it. Was a writer on Thirty Something, and he couldn't. He was so busy on Thirty Something, he couldn't do another draft. So they had to bring another writer to rewrite the rewrite everything. And he won an Emmy for for writing on Thirty Something. So that you have an, the guy who came up with this idea is an Emmy winning writer on Thirty Something. What's Thirty Something? <laughs> it is a tv show which uh-huh. about people in their 30s yeah. trying to figure it out and it was like an hour-long dramedy and yeah it, it was like uh it was right after like the big chill came out and everyone yeah. these drama comedy mm. people trying to figure their stuff out we're marrying we're starting to have kids but we like, don't really know are we really what happy are we is this where our life is going lives? yeah yep Too that's real. Exactly. I think we, we, with those voices, we really sold the hell yeah. out of it. I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> We're winning Emmys. People like us. People really enjoy the show. Watch it. <laughs> but all those characters are more sympathetic than the characters in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, anyway, so where was I? Yes. So, um, so all these people are coming together. And uh, that's how they start making this movie. So the, the fact is, is that there were so many New World components in the making of this, you know, outside of the guy who writes for 30 something. But there's so many components of this that New World is responsible for in terms of bringing these people together and how they know each other that I felt like if New World hadn't gone under, 
um, certainly a lot of the, the guys that work on this, the producers, they had all, they had even worked on movies and then, um, you know, once Corman and sold off the company. So it wasn't like they were unfamiliar with New World. They could have gotten this done in New World, but New World wasn't around anymore. So that's why they went to Freeze Entertainment. So that's why I kind of feel like this, this is nearly a New World movie. It's yeah. very, very close. Oh, I get it now. By the way... <laughs> <laughs> You know, they're just people that met a new world. They're like, I don't know. Let's make a movie. <laughs> My new world went under, so I don't know what to do now. Who <laughs> invited Dennis Freno to this party? <laughs> by the way, an incredible cast on this, by the way. Um, crimes Wait, of, which movie are we talking yeah. about? Steel, <laughs> okay. Steel and Lace. Back to Steel and Lace, everybody. Steel and Lace. Crimes of Passions, Bruce Davison. Yeah, I mean, who gave five whole days on this, and he's coming off of 1989's Longtime Companion, where he won a Golden Globe. It's, nev- it's and never he, too late for stealing. Lace. And at this point, he's also on a TV. He's on the TV show for Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah, so he has got a good career. I'm not sure how they locked him into it. All I know is that they had him locked on this by the time they brought in uh, Ernest Farino. So he. He was like, you know, happy to work with Bruce, Bruce Davison, but he was already attached. So they had him attached somewhere along the line. Um, and yet he also uh, works on this and wears a black and white pattern sweater that I had some version of. <laughs> Absolutely. I had two or three of those style sweaters in the 90s. So yeah. I was like feeling you buddy um the only thing i wasn't doing was i was eating a tv dinner i was not having a glass of wine with it but other oh. than that i was like i was really feeling him could have been the gray hair glass of cranberry juice <laughs> right right wine glass of milk. wine glass guarantee i did that many times as a kid um kids my parents are away i poured some cranberry juice in a wine glass and went crazy <laughs> with a tv dinner uh in my black and white pattern sweater um also david naughton from an american werewolf in london uh david lander from laverne and shirley mm-hmm. um and william prince from spies like us and the stepper wives um as the old man who uh lets you know that the bad guys who have already sexually assaulted a woman and gotten away with it are evil guys <laughs> like i love that scene well, they could have been just misunderstood yeah like they get away with a crime they they all like cheer each other in a limo and then they're like hey old man we screwed you out of your home sign the papers because we suck like we know they suck we don't need this scene yeah (laughs) right also just the fact that they show up at his house and they're like we're gonna take your house from you it's like such a like 80s like cliche of of just the gangsters coming in and taking old people's houses because obviously they know everything about real estate know how to flip that house (laughs) right they're gonna tear it down they're like get out in 12 hours because they're gonna tear it down (laughs) really they have like the the crane already out there with the wrecking ball like ready to go like right guys seriously 8 a.m knock this thing down and the best part about it is once they hit the street uh, our main bad guy yells at him and goes don't call me in for this kind of shit (laughs) yeah I just liked his immediate feedback. I think that's a really yeah, good it's approach. Yeah, it's, it's important, important that, that you know, in yeah. the moment that you coach. And then, you know, that's how you delegate, too. He doesn't mm-hmm. need to be there. That's yeah. 
By the way, could have handled that. Just in case we worried at all about having to explain the plot of Steel and Lace, here's a letterbox synopsis, by the way, which is honestly the most thorough thing I've ever seen on letterbox. So get ready. Okay, I'm in. Daniel Emerson is acquitted of the rape of classical pianist Gailey Morton. Okay. And part of the blame for the acquittal lies with a testimony of Daniel's friends, Norman, Oscar, Toby, and Craig. Wow. <laughs> Which is like, oh, good to know their names. <laughs> You'll never find that out in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Who all helped Daniel rape gaily. Still Davis devastated by the rape. Rape is said too often in this. But anyway, still devastated by the rape and unable to deal with the acquittal, gaily commits suicide by jumping off the top of the court building as soon as the trial ends. Much to the horror of her brother, Albert, who is a scientist. Five years later, Daniel has made Norman, Oscar, Toby, and Craig partners in his business. <laughs> We're halfway through. There's so much more. But this is not wrong. None, None of it's of it, wrong. This is actually what happens in this movie. This is true. I don't know. Somebody needs to derite that and make it a bit better. <laughs> I, and uh, partners might be a strong term. Like he makes, we, he says in the car, so he said in the limo when they leave the courtroom, he says we're all partners, we're all equal partners now, all of us. I didn't see any paperwork getting signed though, because that's just that's just <laughs> yeah. that's just Mark's like talk. Dude, unless that I is, see unless the I ink see on the paper, that, I don't buy it. And you're the offer get letter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't deal with electronic signatures. I need ink on paper, or ink. I don't no, buy it. Verbals don't count. I don't That's care. Right. That's right. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, so they're all partners. They're partners in the business, which force forces homeowners, as we're talking about, and their homes out of the way to make for bigger developments. When I watch that scene with the old man that I was talking about, his 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 house is up on like an embankment. Yeah, what are they going to tear down and make a giant? You'd have to level the hill where that is, where that is, but it's on a row of homes on the corner. How are you going to make a big development right there? Well, they have equipment these days to level a hill. But you don't you you can't level the other homes, right? So can you, you just have to level the one yeah, tiny you just, lot you that they up, have? Yeah. You put up some support walls on either side and you just level that. No, oh, fuck me, up, I guess. I guess it's fine. <laughs> okay. Well, you'll never be a partner. <laughs> Yeah, this uh, is. Uh, yeah, you, you don't buy that they're partners, and I can't buy. But I'm not allowed to buy yeah. that this. <laughs> yep. That they could actually build some. No, they did have, that's the most realistic thing of all. I will say they though, would raise this. This. Uh, yeah, the company logo, amazing. Yeah. It's just basically a fist like clutching the earth, mm-hmm. but it's it's like a black background, and then that's all in mm-hmm. red. Just perfect. That was the director's idea. Oh, it was Because he said he wants to own the world. That's why yeah. he came up with that. That was great. Sorry, guys. He the wants... synopsis isn't over. Oh, shoot. Okay, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. I, I love that he wants to own the world one old man's home at a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one old man's home and one sexual assault at a time. <laughs> Owning the world. Uh, by this time, after five years of working with Gailey's body, Albert has... <laughs> Poor Yikes. choice of words again. Yikes. <laughs> Albert has turned Gailey into a cyborg that is programmed to get bloody revenge on <sighs> Daniel, Norman, Oscar, Toby, and Craig. <laughs> That's finally the synopsis. All of that but again, is true. It is not wrong. Yeah. That is what this movie is. Yeah. It is a Terminator style revenge exploitation film and. <laughs> With a woman named Gailey. Gailey. Yes. Gailey. Yeah. Gailey. Yeah. 
Gailey Moore. Who is badass. Who is badass and well played by Claire Wren. She's yeah. really good in this. Mm-hmm. Who will tear your upper torso apart. <laughs> mm-hmm. There are some great kills in yes. this movie. Yes. Great kills. I uh God. First, before we get into kills, I'm obsessed with the main villain, uh, Dan- Daniel, who we just heard about in our very long synopsis. He's played by Mark. Um, sorry, he's played by Michael Cerberus, who was a Broadway musical actor, and he has won Tonys. Uh, I think he's won two Tonys, and he's wow. been in this movie. And after this movie, he was Tony nominated for the Who's Tommy, mm. which began at the La Jolla Playhouse in oh 1992 before God. it went to Broadway in 1993. Which we saw, Mark. Wow. We did see it. <laughs> so we saw this dude yes. do Tommy at the La Jolla Playhouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very good. And yet, wow. Tommy is a character that is like 19, 20 years old. And this guy, his hair is unbelievable to me. It's longish at top, but not, but short on the sides. And he's got a receding hairline and a bald spot, but he also has a ponytail. It is. It's, it's just, everything it's that everything. I aspire to it's be. Everything. Yeah. It's all haircuts. Yeah. It's, it's all hairstyles yes. in one. It's so it's amazing. All man hairstyles. I couldn't. One. Every time I see, I see, he came on the screen, I just was staring at that hair. I'm like, this thing. He is came a, on the screen? He came. <laughs> which version did you I watch? I didn't hear that in the letterbox <laughs> synopsis. They left out the juicier details. Juicier details. Boom. (laughs) Did Oscar, Toby, Craig, Norman, and Duncan also come? I got actually one of them definitely did. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true. I think it was Oscar, maybe. Of course, it was Oscar. It had to have been. Um, Another uh, Tony Award winner is Brian Backer. Mm. Of Fast Times at Ridgemont High, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. won a Tony already before he even did Fast Times. Hmm. Lots of Tony. In fact, the, a lot of the guys in the gang are, are all. It's a shame actors. this isn't a musical. <laughs> could be. Because mm. it could have been the greatest. Once we get Steven off the ground, I think <laughs> we can you. finally bring Thank in you. Steel and Lace the musical. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's going to have to be called <laughs> Steel and Lace. <laughs> Steel in lace. Yep. Mm-hmm. The That's musical. Right. And with the poop. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got to have like a, an apostrophe before the end and after the end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Two boops. Uh, but the deaths in this, yes. So incredible. Um, really, actually, decent effects for a movie that they made for next to nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and amazing they could even get this cast. Uh, amazing they could get bruce davison for even five days the thing was i think it was made for like three and a half uh three three hundred thousand dollars three hundred yeah three hundred thousand dollars it doesn't look it Uh, honestly this movie looks really good it looks really good special effects are really good the the acting job i mean what claire wren who plays the lead Mm -hmm. is fantastic in this She's not quite the lead. Like let, let's one thing that was kind of funny to me. She's the steel and the lace. She's, That's the she's lead. the steel. <laughs> I guess so. But well, she's the she's the main badass lady. Who, but okay, we do. She's not also the lace. Who's the lace? Yeah, who's the lace? Ryan, Allison, Oscar, Toby, Craig, Norman. One who's thing, the lace? Well, the thing that's left out of the synopsis is that 
during the trial we have this is what i thought was so great about this movie and i think there's like this is not a giallo-esque movie but a giallo touch was the fact that we actually have a main character who is just somewhat circumstantially involved with the entire affair, which is the, a woman who makes drawings at court courtrooms. Yeah, stenogra- stenographer? She's not the stenographer because that's somebody that's well, typing that's the up ty- the entire that's thing. That's the typing so she- one. Oh, she's the penographer. <laughs> Audio. <laughs> Great save. <laughs> she's the courtroom artist, and she like drew everyone. Like penographer else. better. Penographer. <laughs> she's the penographer. Okay. All not right. pornographer. Penographer. I pulled her. <laughs> she really pulled off some great drawings. Oh, you're right. It is co- courtroom artist. How boring. They should really consider penographer. Uh, Erica's real-time research is really working out. <laughs> I just did not believe you that it was called, that courtroom artist was the job. She, Thank she you. was like, Damn you it. are full of shit, Ryan. As the only person who has looked up anything about this movie, I'm glad I have no trust in this room. <laughs> This you is... may look you may not believe that it's weird that they're gonna build on this property and you are wrong about what this name is fuck you ryan well at least it's I no different it, than any other that's episode. so true it's so true i honestly this is exactly where i need to be this, this is, is your comfort my zone. happy place no one believes me no this everyone's like giving me shit a warm this hug is... after being dumped on by a shit pipe <laughs> um well Stacy Haddock plays Allison, and Allison is just a penographer who is has gotten involved <laughs> yeah. in this case somehow because she's sort of dated uh, David Naughton, who plays a police officer. They dated at one time. They rekindled the romance. So we follow her a lot. She is not important to the story, but somehow gets wrapped up in it for no good reason. That's the only reason why it has a small sort of that to me reminded me at least of Italian movies. I don't want to call this Giallo-esque because this is not at all that. This is a exploitation film through and through. But that was just one of those things I was like, this feels like a little Italian film where they would just be like, I am not involved in this situation and yet I'm wrapped up in it. Yeah. <laughs> that just feels like that to me. Her character was just like, why? Why you? Why this situation? Why all the hats? So many hats. And Why, not? Wall of hats. Why not those hats? She had a wall of hats. Yeah. Some of those hats at the top, I don't think she time, can read. It is yeah. time to... <laughs> she is so many. She has, she's so many. Why did she reach all those hats? <laughs> Some of them are unreachable. Did she have one of those like little... It sticks with a hook on the end that oh she God, just I like go so. up and get yep. the hat. That could never happen, Mark. <laughs> it could never happen. They would never do that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to manage hats. My my knowledge of hat management is like you and property management. <laughs> <laughs> property construction. I have management down. Construction I clearly obviously is not. a blind spot for obviously me. Obviously not. Uh, but um, yeah, she's she's maybe our main character but obviously uh because she she's trying to figure out what's going on meanwhile gaily knows exactly what's going on which is that she is gaily sorry gaily just every I time i hear it i chuckle gaily and albert yeah that's your children's name i hope that's a family name because oh yikes i know it's... or i hope the parents names were like gay and lee and they combined it yeah yeah they did that gross thing and alberta yeah, and they're Albert. like, yeah. I mean, I don't, Gay and Lee, but Albert just got screwed on that one. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, yeah. that also meant that they yeah. had a relative named Gay. 
That's an odd name. It's not a normal name, I should say. They, they were gay back in the day. People were named. Yeah, were people older. named that? Was that yeah. a name people gave yeah. out? Oh, okay. I'm unfamiliar with that as a name. He doesn't know property construction. <laughs> he doesn't know old timey names. I mean, I doesn't know pornographers. <laughs> well, that's why I'm here to talk about pornographers. <laughs> Thank you for drawing this entire thing while we do <laughs> this episode. This is great. The the deaths that we're talking about that are so great. There is one that, that kind of threw me and Mark because you're a car person. I have to ask, how does Gailey destroy a car battery from afar so that it and so the, and so as he's driving, everything kill, starts to go yeah. when the guy's driving up in the Hollywood Hills and his car. He has to pull over and he lifts I, up and his car yeah, battery she's, she's like a robot. And so I don't know. I honestly like I that's just one of those leaps of like she's got some special power that lets her do that. Yeah. Like it doesn't make any logical sense. Mm-hmm. But like the fact that she's a robot, you're like, well, I, I'm, I'm willing to throw any kind of logic out because she's, yeah, a, she's robot, a robot so and she can who knows? she has multiple powers yeah. multiple powers she uses a lot of those powers to kill people um including this this main guy that whose car she at first fantastically fries the battery yeah then she takes him to a cheap motel this is by the way john york who is from general hospital who decided obviously while they were rehearsing to really commit to a character thing which is to have that matchstick in his mouth and he really commits to that matchstick that was a time though that was during a time when like toothpicks and matchsticks were being in, in your mouth was a big deal it's very cool <laughs> Like, like oh really? Matchsticks were a big deal in the early nineties. This was a real thing. <laughs> this was a thing. Wow. Trust me, trust me. It was a thing. Okay. It was like wow. All right. Like you knew you were badass when you could just like have like a little stick in your mouth for a while. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'll take it from you, expert on the nineties and <laughs> matchsticks and construction. <laughs> But the main thing with the the, the 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 kill that it does do is the chest drill, which yeah. when we watched it, Eric was like, "What? She could just have used that for everyone." Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. Why would you only use it once? I know it was so intense. It might have. It might have needed sharpening. It also was like clearly built into her, so I don't know. Is she a robot or like is she a droid? Because she had a lot of. What's the difference between a robot and a droid? Well, robots are just like robots, but droids could be like, <laughs> you know, Thank that's you. one difference. You, you got you, people at home miss the arms going back and forth. Robot arms. The robot arms. <laughs> to be very clear. Don't worry. I'll draw it in the, <laughs> oh, it's in the sketch. Your pornography. <laughs> when I do my pornography, I'll, I'll draw so it. So wait, but a droid is not like that? Well, the droid, to me, droids have like. They can do a lot of different things like she did, but they also look fleshy. Okay, wait, hold on. Is a C-3PO droid, yeah. a droid or a robot? And is or and then He's conversely is R2 Dito R2 Dipetti. Dito. 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 I saw the French. We watched Star Wars. Star Wars. We got a real Star Wars nerd on our hands here. <laughs> is R2 D2 a robot or a droid? They're also droids. 
both droids. They're both droids. So the difference between a robot and a droid is, as I'm asking, what is the difference? Droids are multifunct. They have a multi-purpose. A robot is a machine built to carry out some complex task or group of tasks, especially mm-hmm. one which can be programmed. While while droid is a robot, especially one made with some physical resemblance to a human. Thank you. She is correct. A droid? But a this droid. isn't either. This is a cyborg. Because she's still Jesus, part. You didn't ask that question. You didn't ask if it was a cyborg. Well, that's a little. Oh, or is it C cyborg? You no. You or asked is it D all of the above. Yeah, you asked if it was a robot or a droid. What what, what they were saying though is a robot is like a, a mechanical machine that can make stuff. Like a droid is more like a humanistic style robot. Robot, but it's still a robot. Not isn't that what you just said? Yes. But a cyborg is one that has part human. But you Parts. didn't throw out cyborg until just now. So now are you asking, asking if it's a robot, a droid, I, I was, or a cyborg? I was cyborg? asking if, because I thought maybe you were going to explain that you thought a a droid was a was a cyborg. That's what I was trying to what? get the clarification. Oh my god. Mark? True. The living component is what separates a cyborg from a robot. The base it, that, This basically means that a cyborg is alive while a robot isn't. Mm-hmm. And she's not alive. She killed herself. She's a droid. She is alive. She has feelings. She's not alive. She killed herself. And he used her dead body Frankenstyle and brought it, droided it back to life. She's Even not though alive. some robots can simulate certain aspects of living beings, it is never truly alive. A robot is only capable of doing what it is programmed to do, while a cyborg, especially human cyborgs, exercise free will on their activities yeah to me a cyborg is a human that's been enhanced a living thing that's been enhanced she's not a cyborg she's dead um i don't want to go back through the synopsis (laughs) but how many people uh, had their way with her i'm just saying that in the synopsis they said cyborg so but then you asked We me. all agreed the synopsis was was good. So But then you threw out the robot versus droid argument. Uh-huh. Look, I don't know what's up or down anymore, okay? Clearly I don't know what construction is. Alright, we gotta call in the stenographer. Yeah. And get get the tape. Get the tape. Get the Go back to the tape. Tap the pornographer. <laughs> what were we talking about? What were we talking about? Steel and lace. <laughs> Steel and lace. And that um, first kill with the drill. Which is great. It's Which great. is great. And they could have kept it. Though, later it's on... unexpected. They shoot it well so that you're like, what's happening? Like, where's this blood coming from? You just kind of hear the noise. Like, a kind of a faint, like... But you don't know yet what is happening. Right. Until she kind of, you know, backs away from him. Which and I You can see really them both liked. together and then they drill out the yeah. back. So, it's, it's, they do yeah, a good job with it. Yeah, it comes through the back of the shirt. Yeah. We do get a death where there is some fluid drained from a guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of his fluids. I'm wondering yeah. how a robot slash droid slash cyborg just droid does <laughs> does that. Yeah. Well, I think it all goes back to her droid capabilities. So we've got so far a drill cyborg, in the but... chest. In the hands, she has poison or acid or something that's able to burn through flesh. And then in the third kill, we have to assume, because there is, spoiler alert, a dry hump situation going on. A very much a dry hump situation. It reminded me of something Alan Holzman told us that uh, 
Roger Corman told Alan Holub, the direct the director of Candy Stripe Nurses, that when a man fucks, he takes his pants off, and uh, he does not take wait, his pants off for wait. this. When what? Yeah, I know. Huh. Startling revelation. <laughs> um, and he does not take his pants off for this dry hump sesh, and yet somehow all of his fluid is drained out of him, and he is nearly skeletal when they see his body. I, again, it's a it's a droid. They can do whatever they want. Cyborg, but yeah. <laughs> but I guess part of her is also a vacuum in a way. Yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe that. Okay, now, now, okay, now I get we it. Were, we're never introduced to what she's capable of. We just see it in action. I yeah. really appreciated that from a. It's always a surprise. Yeah, from a fan yeah. perspective, and you she, don't see him in the lab tinkering, pulling a drill off the shelf. Mm, yeah. I'll oh, put let's this do on this. Her, yeah. Or, oh, I'm gonna, you know, add acid to her hands. Like you don't yeah. see any of it, so you're not prepared for. Right how it's going to be used it just happens all you know is bruce davison has come up with some interesting things to put which which earned my review of that was a lot (laughs) it was a lot it It is a lot that was the that was the guy fieri diners drive-ins and dives review i might as well just said it was off the chain or out of bounds (laughs) because it had the same depth as that kind of that's a lot that's a lot that's right um, not to get into spoilers, but at the end, she does the same thing. Um, well, not to get into spoilers, but we're in spoilers. Yeah, at the yeah, end, she in. jumps out off the end of the, 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 the building again, this time with her brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With- they pull little wrong guys. Aim for the bushes. <laughs> but they don't, they don't aim for the bushes. They go for, right for the street. By the way, with excellent shots of Hollywood, right yeah. there by Capitol Records building. Yep. Terrific shots of the rooftops. And but that was a little unexpected, wasn't yeah, it? It was very unexpected. Very, just like in the wrong guys. <laughs> Mark really wants us to watch the wrong guys next. Yeah, I just watched it recently. I, I, you want to talk about it now? <laughs> no, <laughs> let's save it for the episode. Okay, I'm just yeah. That was just really saying. unexpected. I didn't, I did not see that coming. Thus, my very deep and detailed review of. That was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. It's kind of a kind of an abrupt ending. Yeah, that's. It might be my one. My one issue with the movie is it's a little abrupt. She sort of says the same thing she says when she kills herself the first time, which is the only way. This is the only way out. And then when she do, kind of repeats it as as a cyborg. But I'm Android. Mm, well, the synopsis said cyborg, so I'm going to stick with that. <laughs> So, so that one kind of, that's the only part of it that I was a little like, huh. Eh. But honestly, the rest of this movie, totally loved it. Totally, totally dug this film. There's a titty count. It's a small one, but it's there. Yeah. There's, there's, there's more, there's more than one, but that one is prosthetic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, but if you're into that, then bonus. Mm-hmm. If you like, if you like robot titties. <laughs> that was so great. Cyborg, the reinflation yeah. of those android titties was pretty oh, good. now it's an android okay it's always been an android oh well <laughs> well this is a debate that we're not going to solve tonight yeah. so when we watched android was that not a cyborg he was just absolutely not he was an android okay well i don't know i have to check the letterbox synopsis on that one <laughs> if letterbox synopsis on that one too says cyborg then i'm just going to argue letterbox doesn't know what a cyborg is so that's, a, that's valid that's Maybe. that's a valid call um, by the way, just to close this out, Freeze Entertainment, by the way, this was the last uh, feature film that they made. They were still making TV movies. They made a few more TV movies after this. 
but they were closing up shop around this same time. The reason why Clark Henderson only is in the head of production until 1991 is because the company is essentially folding at that time. So they would you argue that it was freezed out? <laughs> I could you, you could say that you could say that. Um, they also, by the way, they also made Cat People in 1982. Oh, that was another yes. one of theirs. So at this point, though, they were just making too many losses and. Uh, it's the 90s now so it wasn't as easy to get money and it was harder to pay everyone back so not enough old people in homes back then just not enough so much like new world freeze entertainment went out of business out of bounds off the chain but they left us steel and lace which you nailed it bro yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where can people watch this because they highly definitely should that is a good question um that is not one i looked up they can get the key they can get the Kino lower. <laughs> they can get the vinegar syndrome disc uh-huh. they can certainly they get can. that i think the best if you don't get the disc it's uh, it's on youtube you can at least get it on youtube oh, so you do can watch it. it there highly recommend because then you can see a woman uh shoot a lightning bolt out of her finger and somehow set somebody on fire with it yeah which is pretty great pretty amazing Mm -hmm. pretty amazing and disguise herself many times yes human prosthetics what a droid wigs and faces one time she's a dude it's great oh that's you know that's the power of being a cyborg um Android. all right that's it steel and lace that's our nearly new world first time selection and uh looks like we all really dug it mm-hmm. yeah we really did yeah. we did okay good stuff thanks for being here on this episode we hope you enjoyed it um go out check out steel and lace check out tell us what you thought about that tell, tell us what you thought of ambulance tell us what you thought of texas chainsaw 2022 and we'll see you next time on the new world's pictures podcast bye everybody <laughs>